Welcome, Fan Lebitardians, to another episode of the Fan Lebitard Show. I am your host, Ty, once again asking you to kindly like, follow, and review this podcast. And while you're at it, feel free to follow the show on Twitter at Lebitard underscore fan. In the spirit of being open and honest with you, my beloved listeners, I feel the need to warn you that this is a soccer episode. We chat with the cast of Relegated FC, including Steak Sauce and Isaac Kimes, as well as Mike Ryan Fan Account and Orlando. If soccer isn't your thing, that's understandable. But be aware, hidden within this episode is a truly, truly awful Arnold Schwarzenegger impression by Isaac Kimes, and you do not want to miss that. I promise you that. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. This is the Fan Levitard Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on this week's episode, we have a full house or a full set of ruins uh, based on the Skype background that I'm looking at right now. Yes, I said Skype. We have gone all the way back to 2014, fam. Uh, Zoom is too fancy for us. But we have a full house here, and I want to go uh, and allow everyone to introduce themselves real quick before we get into some serious soccer talk. So let's start with uh, Isaac. Would you care to introduce yourself to the people? Hello there, friends. This is Isaac Kimes, and very excited to be on here and recap what was a very exciting season of the Premiership uh, up until, of course, the point where Man City kind of wrapped it up. But I love uh, any opportunity to talk about the game that I love, uh, football, European football. I also have no problem calling it soccer. And uh, we've been on relegated podcast FC podcast. We had a good run. We're still on it. We're gonna keep we're gonna return hard for the uh 2021 2022 season. And uh I got one of my relegated mates on here. Yep. What's up Isaac? Good to see you again, bro. It's been too long. I know. We're missing our we're missing our our, our glue guy Drake, our uh our attacking center mate. But uh I want to thank you guys. This is my first year following the Premier League and you guys helped me a lot with like uh, you know, learning the rules on um, just a, a, everything really, you know, helped me just understand the game. And I'm a, I'm a soccer fan for life now because of you guys. So appreciate it. That's steak sauce, by the way, because he didn't introduce himself. You know what? I'm on like seven podcasts a week. Everybody knows my voice. <laughs> steak, you're also the, you're also the first uh, third time guest on this show. So two more See, and you get a token for a free pizza party, buddy. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> I've never said no to a podcast invite. <laughs> That's incredible. You need to hit up Ace Home and get your uh, your cookies. What's the weirdest <laughs> podcast that you've been on, Steak? Weirdest. There's these two idiots from Lauer After Hours called Jeff and Lou. <laughs> and they do like a two-minute podcast where 90 seconds of it is just their intro music. Then they ask you a question and then they say, That's it. So I did that for some reason. I love those guys, but they're idiots. <laughs> that's a, that's weird. Yeah, I agree. Good answer. They're the Joe Linton and Andy Carroll of Lower After Hours. <laughs> they just roll in at the end of the game for that extra time minutes and just kind of <laughs> hope for the best. Yeah. Also on today's call, we got Mike Ryan fan account. He is here joining us for the proceedings. Mike Ryan fan account. Would you like to introduce yourself? 
Yeah, what's going on, guys? I guess follow me on the Twitter machine at Mike Ryan. Just search Mike Ryan. You'll find. Um, yeah, no, appreciative of the relegated FC crew here. Uh, it the timing is perfect to get back into soccer as my dad has stopped working and kind of Isaac like uh, Sun Min catches every game now, so he'll miss like one or two on Saturdays. But like the week the, during the week, he'll just be texting me. It's like, dude, I can't watch right now. Like. So uh, excited to get back into it and have another, you know, topic with my dad to talk sports. So it'll be, it'll be fun for sure. And then lastly, rounding out our Motley crew today, we have Orlando. Orlando, introduce yourself to the people. What's up, guys? Just uh, at Young Coach OXM on Twitter. Uh, thanks for having me. Just love talking soccer. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it now. I apologize ahead of time. I'm a huge Manchester City fan, so don't hate it. Don't hate me for it also. <laughs> don't! I, Isaac, come on, dude. I see the face. I even tried to justify... Oh, we're, oh yeah, shoot. You can see me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I was up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where the law firm I worked for was headquartered, and just pulling into a gas station... Which I thought this was pretty cool for uh, kind of just being in a random gas station in Bowling Green. I saw uh, a young man with a really cool city jersey on. Their, their kits are incredible. They've been for many years now, just wild variants. And I congratulated him on a great season and wished him luck in the Champions League finals. So I know you got that looking forward to. And there's no hate. I considered City uh, when I was looking at, at teams. I love light blue, I just love that color. Um, but ultimately, uh, sadly, Chose Tottenham due to my Korean heritage and son. Oh, yeah, here I am. Makes sense. But kudos to you. Great season. Well-deserved. Champions League final will be, I predict, a great day or a terrible day. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's great that this podcast has a winner on it right here. I don't think the rest of us support <laughs> any sort of winning clubs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like we've got me, Everton, Isaac, your Tottenham, Stake, your Newcastle, right? Yeah. And then Mike Ryan fan account. I don't know. I don't know who you support. Who are you a fan of? I'm gonna adopt Chelsea just because Lou sent me a hat. So I'm gonna <laughs> just do it. Just do it. I hate them. But just just go with someone and their London club. And you know, I mean, and then you got of course my. I mean, just Mike, Mike Ryan. Ryan. I mean, you got to go with Chelsea. Yeah. The goat. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Well, Let's congratulations go. on Champions League. You've you've. You've been repping them for a long time. I'm glad you finally earned it. <laughs> Thank you. All those hours of struggle as a Chelsea fan, you know, they're paying off. Yeah. Don't feel bad about a reason to choose a team, man. I became a Newcastle fan because of DeAndre fucking Yedlin, who Oof. played 12 games, I think. This, you know. Well, now he's yeah. Is he a somewhere. Galatasaray or Bestikas? Or... Yeah, he's, he's like, like Galatasaray. Yeah. yeah, the great Turkish clubs. They have a good league. Turkey. They do, surprisingly. They a, a sneaky league. good. Yeah, they have a decent league. But, of course, we did not bring uh, everyone together here to talk about the Turkish League. We just wrapped up the uh, Premier League season, and I thought it would be fun to do just like a little season roundup here, since we've got, uh, you know, some dark months ahead of us, unless you're a Chelsea fan or a City fan. So, I guess, roundtable, who was the biggest overachiever this year in the Premier League, who had the overall best season? Not necessarily Man City, Orlando. You can't just say them because they're expected to whip ass every year. But who overachieved actually this year? I'll, I'll go ahead. It's Isaac. Um, 
I mean, for me, it's definitely West Ham. I, I thought that going, coming into the season, I did not see them getting anywhere near the European spots. I mean, they've traditionally been middling. Um, Moyes is a seasoned manager, but certainly not one that you consider to be someone like innovative or creative or new or attacking the way that Bielsa is with Leeds or defensive um, the way that you know Jose was supposed to be for Tottenham. Uh, so West Ham is my surprise overachiever of the season. Of course, getting in Lingard was certainly had to have been scoffed at by most across the world. I mean, in Lingard, you had someone that was supposed to become a next special player and just kind of petered out at United and obviously has like some genius in him. But I don't know if he ever really had that desire, that killer instinct. And we saw that at full display at West Ham. So it's funny that you that you mentioned West Ham because I was looking today and I saw that Pep kind of unsurprisingly won uh, manager of the year. And I would th- I would throw my weight a hundred percent behind Moyes for for manager of the year. Yeah. Like taking West Ham from sixteen up to uh, up to European football, that is an incredible job at a club that historically does not have that type of success. Can you just quickly run through the signings that they've had? See what like so Lingard, but that was kind of mid mid. Yeah, it was, right? like was right mid season loan spell. You had. Douglas Louise, who's been there on loan from City, but he's been there for a few years now. And holding midfield, solid. Can't complain. Was it Zuchek that they just recently had? Was it in the in the offseason? I think he just came. Oh, God, then, I love Zuchek. Uh, oh, my gosh, man. Just his body, his just his presence. It's incredible. Like, you feel that, no doubt, just w- even watching. And then uh, there's someone else that I think that they've had. That's uh, Vladimir, remember. Vladimir Kufal at right back. I believe he was a big signing for them as well. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but yeah, Steak, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say West Ham too, because they just, they hung around there all season. And, um, you know, this is my first year following the Premier League. So I really did, don't know a lot of players, but I know the stars, you know, I already knew the stars like coming into it either from FIFA or from world cups or something, you know, but, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know a single player on West Ham. I never heard of anybody except for Declan Rice. You know, coming into the season, and now I think I can name Declan Rice and Jesse Lingard. <laughs> so I mean, they're just very like under the radar, and just like who the hell are these guys? But they just constantly are, are either they're they're always getting a point, they're always doing something, and doing enough. And like, are they? Is that team? I, see, I'm not. I still don't know enough to judge their talent, but are they more talented than Tottenham? I wouldn't think so. Oh, you know, well, with the no, finish above Tottenham in the table. Oh no, no, I, yeah. no. And that, and that certainly is the kind of you know complaints that people have taught about Tottenham's performance. So no, yeah, absolutely not more not more talented. No way. Yeah, no. so they finish ahead of Tottenham and Arsenal and Everton and like these powerhouses, and it's like how, who the hell are these guys and how they do it? They just overachieved, I guess. West Ham is kind of the blue collar mentality team that I think half the Premier League clubs want to strive to be. They're the ones who can't compete with your traditional top six for the big signings. And, you know, by by mid to late season, injuries have racked up. The players are tired. You're just hoping to gut out a draw here and there instead of a loss. And that's kind of what West Ham was really good at this year. They didn't drop many results. And that's how they wind up in sixth coming off a year where they, you know, they weren't super close to relegation, but they were what? They, they were at 39 points and 
Bournemouth went down at 34. So, you know, two, two, two losses there and, and they're down in the previous season. So this is an incredible job of, and Moyes, I think, I, he's not a flashy coach by any means. I don't even know if he's the best tactical coach, but he is just able to get something out of his dudes where they just they fight in a way that I personally have never seen my team fight. I have never seen Everton gut out a season quite like West Ham did this year, and I am envious, and I can't believe I'm saying that about West Ham. <laughs> Don't worry, it won't last. Don't worry, it won't last. So, they had a nice a little little. season. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the only time I saw Tottenham fight out anything was this last freaking game of the season when they finally showed a little grit and grind like my Memphis Grizzlies and uh, pulled out a come-from-behind win. But one other tangential note on West Ham, another reason I do like West Ham is they are the subject, or at least the club inspiration behind the movie Green Street Hooligans, which for those, if you're into football, if you have not seen Green Street Hooligans, I recently saw it. What a film. What a film. Foberfile. What's that? Foberfile. I have file. no idea what that means, <laughs> so I'm going to go with Fobe. <laughs> Shout out to Cinephobe, wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Ryan fan account. We haven't heard from you this this podcast uh, yet. What you got? They took, took my West Ham one because it seems like the top five were, just got mixed around and it was really close all year. Um, I guess my backup would be Leeds just because this was their first year back, I think. So And they ended up mid-table, so pretty solid there. So I think... Is is it safe to say that like at the beginning of the year it looked like it was going to be a crazy season? You had the COVID protocols in place, you had the condensed schedule, no one was quite sure what happened. Uh but by the end of the season, you know, looking over at the table, pretty regular year, top to bottom, with a few exceptions. How the hell does this keep happening beyond just money? Isaac, you are rolling your eyes out of the back of your head at that. <laughs> I know, you know, before 2021, Tottenham was top of the table and we thinking that we might see something special or at least a different type of season. Uh, even Liverpool was higher up as well uh, in the Champions League spots right up there. How, why does this keep on happening? Uh, but besides money, um, gosh, it's a really difficult question to answer. I think that there really is a culture and a psychology to some of these clubs that goes beyond the individual players in the moment. It, it goes to the ownership, too. Of course, owners are about money. But, I mean, you look at a club like Leicester and their owner and the success they've had in the five years in any club that wasn't, you know, the traditional two, three, four, level five powerhouse. And Leicester wasn't in, isn't in the big six and you look at their owners and what it means to the club and having the owner die, you know, a couple of years ago in that tragic helicopter. It's, there's there's something more to it than just pure resources. There's a belief in success that I think that the owners of Leicester have and that I'm really I'm ready to say that the owners of Tottenham just don't have it. They don't have it. I'm ready for them to get out. I'm just I'm just tired of ENIC and Levy. I'm sick of them. I can't stand them. I'm over them. So I'm going to keep on rooting everything back to Tottenham. But if you're asking that question, yeah, I just think that, that there's a culture to some of these clubs and, and, and Tottenham has a losing culture. And it's been that way for a long time. No, I mean, I don't, I don't expect anyone on here to be to be an expert in every Premier League club situation. Like I know I know for me personally, I'm, I'm the same way, Isaac. I can only relate to what I know, which is Everton. And that's just a world of sadness. Orlando, as far as we're I can very, tell. Very, Everton and Spurs are basically yep. like, that's just like the never 
get over the line clubs. I mean, just all the promise, the beautiful game from time to time, very popular clubs, great fan bases, and just can't get it done. You know, if we combined our rosters, we may be able to compete for the top four. Sounds good. <laughs> Orlando, you're the only winner among us, as we previously pointed out. Uh, how can our respective clubs replicate the success that City has had recently, minus the money? Because that's cheating. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> I just want to recap on some of the amazing things I've just heard. Also, I just want to say one word to make Isaac feel completely better. Arsenal. <laughs> dude okay. when garrett yeah when gareth bell put in that go-ahead goal that's exactly what i was thinking about i wasn't thinking about europa conference league i was yeah. looking at the fact that they were up and that they were going to finish ahead of us for the first time in four or five years and i fucking screamed loud as shit when he scored <laughs> that goal i was yeah. amped for the first time in months so thank you so, that does make me feel better it does right uh, and and also to recap if I if anyone here or anyone in the world would have looked at anyone as a West Ham fan or even on that roster and you would have said the word Europa to them, they would have looked at you and said, you know what, I'll take it. I'll take it. So that that speaks to them and how well they've done. But so you also say philosophy and mindset. Also to make you feel a little bit better, you kicked our ass, what, two years ago to go to the Champions League final? Left every City fan devastated. That was the year that I thought City was for sure going to get it. And and at that point, as a City fan, I'm thinking, one, we're hoaxed. Two, Pep is a fraud. Yes, I know. Crazy (laughs) thought. And I should never think that. And I, I should never even dare say that in public. I'm embarrassed for even saying it. But I'm so pissed off that that happens. But honestly, as a Tottenham fan, you should look and say, dude, you're not that far off. And I'll give you a curveball as to moving forward as a City fan, something you're not going to hear the most say as a City fan. I don't want Harry Kane. Harry Kane should stay, and they should build around him. Not much of an international concept or even a premier concept, right? Like, you don't see many teams do that, I don't think. I think they should do that for him. What, been in the club since 13, 14? Incredible. Incredible. Do him right. Build around him. Just led in goals and assists, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? There's no price tag. Build around him. I think that would be the right thing to do. And I want Holland. Heady <laughs> 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 yeah, play. I mean, we all... We all these days, uh, and we all hope that they do do that. Uh, I think he is ready to go. I think that he doesn't see it, um, and I don't see it either. I just, if as long as Levy and Joe Lewis and Ian IC are the owners, I believe they will always prioritize profits over trophies. I have two questions for Isaac. How do you feel about uh, Tottenham helping Chelsea out this weekend? And your thoughts on the uh, Super League that did not come to fruition, I guess. <laughs> uh, it, I know, football's so weird like that. How, especially, you just got to love it. Uh, and then uh, I, Championship Sunday is incredible. I, I want to one day watch Championship Sunday on 10 TV screens. Steak, we're going to Vegas next Championship Sunday. 
and we are going to find whatever that bar is. And we are going to watch and bet on 10 games at once. Sound good? You had me at Vegas, man. (laughs) (laughs) So Championship Sunday is incredible. And it's just the beauty and randomness of football. One of my, my associate attorney, AJ, is a huge Chelsea fan. He grew up in the military, lived in London for a little bit. And he was, we were texting all back and forth throughout the game. And when he went down and when Chelsea were down, he was despondent. I did not care about, quote unquote, helping Chelsea because I just wanted that fighting feeling, that desire, that, that, that guttural yell, that, that Arnold yell in Predator when he's summoning the Predator. He's got all the traps built, the fire's lit, and he is just yelling at the top of his lungs. To I'm here. Kill me now. Do it. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Uh, and <laughs> he, I wanted that feeling and I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, when bell put that in that third goal, hole, go, go ahead goal. So I, I don't feel any which way about it because that's the beauty of the premiership. All you can really control is your own destiny uh, as a team. And those one through 20 spots, um, I definitely despise Chelsea. I love Leicester as a club, so it was it, it did kind of stink to hurt them. But we've had a good run against Leicester. As far as Super League goes, what a disaster! And 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 also again, what a joke that we were the one of these clubs that was part of it. Again, just more indication of the true motivations of Enic and Levy and Lewis. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about the what the, the game is really about, which is the fans. This football and professional sport does not exist without fans. So when you try to create something like that, this amalgamation of the best clubs, you are obviously do not give a rat's ass about what the fans think, and you do not respect the history of this game. Because long before Levy was born, long before Lewis was even born, this game was going. It was up and running. We didn't need Super League. We had domestic leagues, and the domestic leagues are the heart of the game and why it matters. And and you need to do well in those to be able to qualify for the Champions League. We already have a Super League. It's called the Champions League. Qualify for it. It's merit-based. It's not monetary-based, and that's a beautiful thing. Isaac, I want to hit the pause button right there. Um All of those were phenomenal points. Those were great, super serious soccer talks. Can we rewind to your Arnold impersonation just one second? I, I think it was probably terrible. And <laughs> M- Mina and I are both terrible at accents. Like, we just don't have it in our arsenal. That is one. Like, Mina is so bad at it. I might even be better than her at these. So, uh, I mean, there's so many great moments in, in Predator. When he knifes the guy, he's like, stick around. Oh, God, that was horrible. That was almost like a poo. I don't know where I'm even headed anymore. That was a little like a poo from The Simpsons, which is obviously highly, uh, very offensive. Uh, Get to the chopper. I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got. I also listened to the Rewatchables episode on Predator recently. And if you haven't listened to that, it was – I was in tears laughing at this episode. Shay Serrano is – got to be just overall one of my favorite people on earth at this point i love that guy isaac i think we're all familiar with mina's dmx impression which (laughs) i think 
looks fantastic. Do you, do you have a, a limited fake BMX? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm no more accents. No more. Accents. Thank you, but no. Well, that was everything I wanted from this episode. So I, you know, I'm cool to, I'm cool to cut the tape right there. Um, no, but to. To bring it back around um, narcissistically, Isaac, I would like to perhaps offer a small reprieve for our two clubs respectively, because looking back at the 2019-2020 season, 59 points was enough to get Tottenham into sixth place. This year, 59 points was ninth. So... Like the league in general, I think had a lot more parity. You didn't have a Liverpool going out there and scoring ninety nine points. There was a lot more distribution of um of some of those results out there. And I think honestly, you and I are unlucky to finish where we did because in previous seasons, um, what did Tottenham finish with? They finished with uh sixty two points. Sixty two points should be enough to get Europe. Like it, it should just be enough, and you know it was a little Confer- Europa Conference League. That's Europa right. Conference this is the first was, year, yeah, the right? Conference. Wow. Does anyone know what Europa Conference League is? Can someone explain this to me? Clearly not. <laughs> you know what? Thank God, because I was looking at that and I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. I'm gonna ask the smart guys, but okay, I feel better now. So all the all the fans, in. all in. the banter on Twitter bad. is like, it's like there's gonna be at these stadiums with like like nuclear power plants in the background <laughs> or like trains going in front of the seats. Uh, that's like, that's, that's what Europa Conference League is. So it's just like the European CBI, basically. <laughs> I think it's great that, that, that we can now compare Tottenham to, to like the European Loyola Marymount. I think that's great that they are able Holy to sh- play in the postseason. How did Everton finish in 10th? That's what did I'm Everton saying, dude. Tottenham- Everton and Tottenham, remember like when we were like battling for the <laughs> It's just pathetic. Because we shit we were... the bed. God. I posted oh, this on yikes. Twitter the other day, but Everton, as far as all the teams that let me down year in and year out, they are the ones that hurt me the most. Because God, they just never let me have anything. Nothing. Not even for a fleeting moment. The like two week span that they were top of the table this year. Um, Spirit of the Blues was playing nonstop in the house and then all silent for the rest of the season. Tragic shit. Stake, you are actually, actually I believe, the uh, the saddest fan of all of us as a Newcastle fan. So how are you? you know how are you doing, buddy? The way the season ended, I'm incredibly upbeat and positive about Newcastle. And when it started. I, and they were just doing nothing. And I'm tweeting at Chris Whittingham asking, why don't they try to score goals? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that's a fantastic question. I was just like, why did I do this to myself? You know, like, it's not bad enough being a Cubs fan most of my life. Like, now I'm just doing this again. And uh, they, were, they weren't competitive. They weren't fun to watch. And just the Twitter is like, Newcastle Twitter is one of the saddest places on the internet. <laughs> it's, just, it's just pictures of Steve Bruce on a head of cabbage and just just weird, sad things. But no, they finished so strong. Joe Willick came on and Joe Willick was a revelation, man. Seven goals in seven straight games. Just like, and I don't, I don't know how much one player can, uh, can impact a soccer team, but um, they look completely different once they got him from Arsenal. Uh, they, they won what five of their last seven. They should have beat Man City. They put up three. They scored three goals on Man City. You know, that should be enough to win. But 
they had some big wins that were fun. They had some weird losses, like to Sheffield and Bournemouth in the EFL Cup. They were just like mind-boggling. But I'm in. I think I, I think uh, future's bright there, and I think uh, Steve Bruce did enough to save his job, unfortunately. But uh, if they could figure out a way to keep Joe Willick, which I doubt, I think he's going to go back to sitting on the bench for Arsenal next year. Is what it looks like. But uh, there's pieces there, man. So, Stake, what you mentioned uh, reminded me of a question that I wanted to ask everybody. You know, throughout this incredibly long season, there are moments that every team has to hold on to. And I'm curious what y'all's moments are from this season that you really can take and move forward and be like, no matter what else happened in the season, we had that moment. And that was awesome. Um, I'm going to go. I got a little recency bias. Uh, I like to bet on soccer a little bit. Um I had the Sheffield one, the Sheffield game on uh, May 19th. Had a t- uh, $50 bet on Joe Willock to score the first goal, which paid 10 to 1. I also had $1,000 on Newcastle to win the game, which they did. So I was laying in bed with my dogs watching soccer for 90 minutes, and I made $1,500. And that Joe Willock goal just, I was like, yes, that's my guy. This is my team. Money in my pocket. Let's go. I can't top that. Uh, Isaac, you got anything better than that? I, I, de- I definitely can't top that either. But I would point out that, you know, for as uh, as shameful as Newcastle season was, at least the way you framed it initially, I mean, they were 12th, two spots behind Everton. Yeah. They were, I spent most of the season trying to figure out if I could still cheer them on if they get relegated. I'm like, how am I going to watch championship next year? You no, know, if I'm yeah. allowed to get a new team. And then all of a sudden they're 12th. They just, you know, just look a couple spots behind Everton. They finished strong. Um, uh, there's not many. I mean, it's, wish it had been the, the Carabao Cup final. Would have been nice to have finally lifted a trophy. Um, I guess it's this is just like so despondent. Um, Son getting the, the four bagger against Southampton with every assist coming from Kane was just insane. Isaac, you like, sound so just... sad talking about Tottenham. You sound defeated, my guy. <sighs> Are you okay? Do you need a hug? Yes. Yes, I do. No, I was amped <laughs> yesterday, and that was cool, and we needed a strong finish like that. It's just we had the elements. We had Pochettino. We had the, the, the squad depth, or we should have had the squad depth, and the spend just did not occur. We went almost we went well over a year without buying players. And it's just it's just the opportunity missed, right? Like in life you just have these windows. And I just I've, I've said and we've gone back to ENIC now three times, at least I have. Like you missed the window. Get out. It's you've lost. You lost the fans. You've lost the club. Like Harry, you lost Harry Kane. Even Harry Kane. And like I, I get yeah, build around Harry Kane. He's done. He's done. He's not putting up with this anymore. And I mean, I just don't see how he stays. And I know he's locked in a contract, but I just don't see how he stays. So no, I mean for me, I mean, you know, being first for a little while was cool. I knew it wouldn't last. But yeah, no, Son and Kane had that preternatural Jedi like connection. Um, and that was really cool. And against Southampton, Son getting the four bagger. First game, first hat trick of his of his uh, premiership career, and uh, you know I just I just try to focus on him. He brings me a lot of joy uh, in the club, and some other players have brought me some joy in the club. But I mean, there are so there's so much dead weight at that club too, and I know every club has it, 
but it, there just hasn't been that refresh. And uh, there's a lot of sad, pathetic players that need to go. Um, Mike Ryan fan account question. I just, I just turned it so freaking dark. It's it's all right. I feel <laughs> well, like, that's that... like that's being Tottenham. That's being Tottenham. Like we take something that should be beautiful and we make it terrible. I like I... the stadium, like the stadium's gotten <laughs> us nothing. We've got no rent revenue off of it. Right. Because of the pandemic, instead of building a, a winning club, we built a freaking stadium. I feel like I need like, to pass you some of my antidepressants, Isaac. You seem so sad. Hey, let me um, let me lighten it up here because I thought of another moment, the, the best Newcastle moment of the season for me. Uh, if you guys the want penalty, to go on YouTube, the penalty for ta- when they beat Tottenham, the, the, the Matt Ritchie, the Matt Ritchie own goal against Fulham. Oh goodness! It is the worst own goal you ever see because not only is Matt Ritchie <laughs> completely out of place, the ball smacks him directly in the face and goes into the net, and it was just. That was like the low point of my fandom where I'm like, what am I doing cheering on these guys? But now in hindsight, I can look back and laugh at Richie. So if you need a little a little pick-me-up from that darkness, just uh, put, put in Matt Richie on goal to YouTube. Mike Ryan fan account, longtime Chelsea supporter. What about you? What was your favorite moment of the season? Uh, anytime Conte touches the ball, he's my favorite. Oh, and man. When they qualified for Champions League. And then Orlando, so we're like, gonna we're gonna skip you. Fuck you. Uh, we know what yours is, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. No, actually, go ahead. It wasn't it wasn't winning the prem because that honestly, I, it's gonna sound so conceited, but I, I don't really even care about that. I, I really Guerra him scoring and going out the way that he did. I thought that was uh, memorable. Looking back on a great career that he had for us. So uh, Barcelona, right? I think that's what it's rumored to be. Next move. So, I stand. I stand by my fuck you that I threw out there. That's that's un- <laughs> unnecessary, unnecessarily rude to me. Haven't haven't we done? Haven't we dealt with enough this season, Everton? You have to you have to just destroy us going out like that. Like once he came on, I was so sure he was getting a hattie. It. it thank God for Jordan Pickford, man. That should have been ten nil that game. Fuck me. Um. <laughs> Mine for Everton, it was either being top of the table and having uh, Spirit of the Blues charting for a brief period in time. That was very fun. Had never experienced that before. And then finally winning a derby against Liverpool. First time at Liverpool since 99. That was an absolute joy to behold. And uh, I was not sure that was going to happen. So very happy with that. But now begins the best time of season for fans like me, and I suppose for for some of us here, it's almost transfer window season, boys. This is when hope springs eternal once again. It's time to look forward. Um, do you guys have any uh, any wish list items real quick before we let you all head out of here? I wanted to ask you guys what I should be hoping for since I really don't know what to expect. So, I, I, Matt, I know Newcastle needs some defenders, probably a couple fullbacks. But uh, what name should I be on the lookout for? Or should be crossing my fingers for. I mean, we no. we <laughs> silence, just silence. If I may speak on behalf of Everton, we will uh, gladly gift you Mason Holgate for very little money. He's not going to sure up your defense, but uh, he's a he's a body. I just want Joe Litton off the team. Why? You guys, been, you guys. That guy's not good expensive. at anything. I don't think he's good at anything, not even just in soccer, like just in his life. I don't think he's good at anything. He sucks at video games. 
can't cook. What? You can just tell. There's another good moment this season where he tried to do a bicycle kick. He just fell on his ass and missed the ball. <laughs> he's just, he sucks. Terrible video games. Terrible cook. Safe to assume terrible lover. Terrible, terrible yeah, at everything. Run yellow lights. Joel Linton, small dick energy, confirmed. Isaac, what about you? What's your wish list? All right, so this is totally not dealing with the podcast. I tweeted a little while ago, but this just happened. So this is just like we're talking live right now. So I tweeted like three weeks ago about mowing the lawn at 7 a.m. in the morning and my neighbor like making a big fit about it. I was just on my back patio and our houses are close together. And, you know, it's a pod. Things are a little lively. Maybe I'm cussing a little bit about he's out and about gardening. Is 741 here. And he asked me to be more quiet because we can hear him. He can hear us. What do we think about this guy? I'd sue him. Do I don't something. know. Do you want to put him on blast yeah. right now? Do you want to you want to drop his name right here? Let's roast his ass. <laughs> Not doxing. the Lower Rangers <laughs> at? No, 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 no. I think it's fair <laughs> that we got to ask a few more questions before we under- make a judgment on these dy- <laughs> dynamics. Like, like, what's the proximity here? Are we talking like... Are you it's like, at a it's, at a volume seven? Can someone hear you? Like I, the houses are close, kind of thing. <laughs> the house, <laughs> the houses are pretty close. Okay, and I'm pretty naturally loud, so I acknowledge that. But like, if 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 you're worried about quiet, go move into the damn country. We're in a suburb. The houses are close together. Okay, like you chose this life, and I'm sorry that you happen to end up next to some young loud neighbors like it is what it is like that's just bad luck i guess for you and uh no he's just some dork and he worked on the other side of what i do his whole career he was an insurance adjuster he knows i'm a plaintiff's lawyer he knows i go after and mess up people like him and uh i think he's holding it against me i really do my wife is my wife is telling me to to calm down and she's getting and she's ready to eat dinner so uh <laughs> tottenham <laughs> tottenham specialist is just get some, get a, a couple pieces on defense and a couple pieces in midfield obviously have some players in mind but you know i don't think we'll pay for them i'll just make it dark again screenier would be great from inter but i mean he's won a league title what's what's he going to come to tottenham for um, there's a lot of midfielders out there that would be awesome. Sabitzer, RB, we've been linked to him. He's over at RB Leipzig. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll Isaac, see. Uh, after, after you hop off here, DM me your address. I'm going to mail you some Prozac. I think you might need it more than me. <laughs> We're going to get you straightened uh, yeah, out, buddy. A shot. We'll see. Yeah, that's what Tottenham will do to you. It'll, it'll get you on antidepressants. So I've really enjoyed it. You guys have a wonderful evening. You do, man. Have a good one. All right. See ya. Bye. Later, man. All right. Orlando, wish list. What the hell could City possibly want? Uh, I think we're going to get rid of a few things before we do that, to be honest. Um, I'm fearful of Cancelo leaving. Uh, not because his contract is up or anything, but because we look at playtime at his true position, which is right back, and Kyle Walker doesn't look to be going anywhere, and he's been playing left back which is good, but he's not going to be a long-term answer there. So uh, left back is the answer. Is I'm trying to upgrade, potentially. We've been linked to a few guys out of Portugal. Um, 
and then I'm, I'm it's that striker position you can't fulfill Aguero has has meant to us but uh, I would say go younger which is why earlier I mentioned let Kane stay the concept would meet would my my ultimate dream would Holland right get Holland there striker get a good quality young left back and then move on from Sinchenko, Cancelo, maybe keep one for back of rotation. Uh, I don't know. Long-term centered. I don't know. We can go on long-term plans, but that's it right there. I'd say Holland and left back. Mike Ryan fan account, close us out. What do you want for Chelsea moving forward? Um, This guy I just looked up, Jules. I don't know how to say his last name, but from Sevilla. We'll take him. Kunde. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> center back. Yeah. French, uh, French center back. Yeah. Really good. I'll be rooting for it. Well, folks, I don't know if this has been uh, an enlightening soccer conversation. Uh, I'm inclined to say probably not, but I think it's been an entertaining one, no less. Um, so once again, roundtable, real quick. Uh, where can everybody find you guys? Orlando, let's start with you. Where can the people find you if they want to? Uh, if they want to get some more of this hot take action, some more insufferable city fan. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, uh, at Young Coach OXM on uh, the Twitter machine. That's it. That's the only you can find me. Mike Ryan fan account, same with you. Longtime legacy Chelsea supporter. Uh, where can the people get your Chelsea opinions? Uh, Mike Ryan fan. Just uh, search that and you'll see the Teletubby. And then Steak Sauce, where can the people go to get your Newcastle news or whatnot? I am at I am Kevinito on Twitter. Everybody go listen to Jeff and Lou have a podcast. Plugging it. <laughs>